Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Hangouts. We're here on Zoom again because Skype can go away. I was going to be mean, but the world is mean enough right now. So I'll just say Zoom is better. Uh, I'm your host, David Crespo. And that other voice is my good friend and co-host, Universa. Gene, how's it going? It's going good. It's good to uh, see you again. Yeah, good Good to see you too from a, a safe social distance of, yeah. I think we're like 30 miles apart from each other at good. least right now. Right? 30 miles. Yeah, that's a good distance to keep yeah. away from <laughs> you know, people. That's, that's a good distance. To keep away from people. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's 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 good. You're, we're We're not even in the same county anymore, which is the change for us too right now. But uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll be reunited again. We've had fun on these Zooms. We've had Zoom drinking parties, which have been mm-hmm. very fun with, with friends and whatnots. And um, we've also recorded stuff. So check out the Patreon for, for early sneak peeks and, and episodes. And, and Gene has got a very exciting uh, guest for the next recording. So a week from the release of this episode, you guys on the Patreon will also get early access to next week's episode uh do you want to highlight it now gene or do you want to hold off on that uh yeah i mean we could talk about it a little bit not to uh spoil anything but uh we had someone uh worked with that uh was a heavy metal uh artist he worked on the magazine and he was going to come on the show to uh just chat about his work and uh some of his art yeah yeah i'm excited about that because i like I don't know, this is this is gonna be a weird thing because it's like I, I love magazines and like newspapers and stuff because obviously mm-hmm. I I worked in that industry for a, mi- a minute there, but um I also love like layout and stuff so like I don't know I'm, I'm a I'm a big nerd for that stuff and I don't know it's like saying I love computers you know like <laughs> it's like yeah like who doesn't like that stuff I don't know I'm excited yeah. about that and uh, today's a little different though we're just Gene and I are just gonna kind of hang out on the podcast we're gonna talk about movies we've seen on streaming recently. Uh, older movies we've seen on streaming recently. I have some thoughts on The Ghost of Tsushima, which I have not played, and it's just a, a, a rant. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly where I'm going to go with this already. But Probably. Gene, what have you seen on on streaming recently? There are some movies out, not in theaters, yeah. but on streaming. yeah, from the safety of your home. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off with I guess like the first movie I saw on streaming, which was uh, Capone. <laughs> Uh, by uh, the auteur Josh Trank. He's uh, a legend on the Twitterverse, right? He's extremely online. He's extremely and online. I, now, I, I, I appreciate that. You know why? Yeah. Because he's a younger artist. Mm-hmm. Um, only He's only a couple years older than us, first of all. Right. right. And um, I think people severely underestimate how many artists and and art critics would have been oh. extremely online if they were alive nowadays. Uh, you broke up for, I think, uh, people. You broke okay. Up yeah. I, I was just going to say that I, I think people would have severely underestimated how many artists and art critics would have been severely online yeah. <laughs> had they been alive nowadays. You know, like, so I, 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 I am a, a fan and I wish he was, I, I wish him better success in the future is what I'll, I'll say now. Yeah. Uh, did, no, that's did you a, like Capone? Um, just to speak to the film, <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know what I felt like. It was like watching Venom again for me. 
just a weird movie that I'm not sure I like or dislike. It's just there. Um, and Tom Hardy's just being weird again. Not in weird as in, uh, I don't, yeah, just the choices he makes are just uh, so out there. Kind of he's, uh, the way he speaks as uh, Capone, which I've never heard Capone speak, but I guess he just sounded like a like some like muzzled dog or something. <laughs> Apparently, um, Cap- Al Capone did basically speak like Bugs Bunny. He spoke so, like I th- I I think it it might have been pretty okay. accurate. <laughs> pretty Apparently, accurate. Apparently, I don't know. Okay, that yeah, I was like that's a weird choice, but I guess if there's historical context. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was bad or good. It was just kind of like, I guess it was good to, it was a nice experiment, I guess. Um, I, I would say it's just really weird. Um, kind of, it's like, a, it's too high of a compliment to say David Lynch, but like the, uh, the lesser, like, uh, two notches down from David Lynch. Yeah, I I think he totally was trying to make like his David Lynch movie down to the same director of photography having worked with David Lynch on stuff like Twin Peaks, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I I think that's the vibe the movie's Mm -hmm. going for. I liked it. I I would say I I actually liked it and I would recommend it to people like in our immediate like film fan circle. Yeah. I would not recommend it. Like I, I think I've talked about it on the show like my litmus test is like my godparents god bless them wonderful people but you know like they they wouldn't like a david lynch movie i don't think they would like this (laughs) probably not yeah yeah it's just uh it was just a little too much to see him shit the bed you know what i'm glad it's there i i honestly i would not remove it because it is the product of like a singular artistic vision all right of a man shitting the bed i dislike that that kind of exists all right well yeah uh, more power to that i guess yeah yeah you know i mean i wasn't bored yeah (laughs) i was kind of bored to be honest oh okay yeah Uh, now not to spend too much time on on capone which again i I actually did enjoy but like i um there's a lot of conversations that uh, director Josh Strink had and promoting the film with other podcasts and stuff like that. Not as good as ours, obviously, yeah, but like, um, obviously he, he spoke very candidly about how he was drawn to the project because at that point in Al Capone's life, he's recovering from basic, you know, he, it's, it's towards the end of his life, you know, yeah. he's suffering from um, like various STDs and like he's losing his mind and um, it's, it's the end of his life. Right. He, and, so Josh Frank, I guess, felt like a relatability to that, to feeling like washed up, like was everything he did kind of just like, did he throw it all away? Um, uh, regardless of whether or not there were things out of his control. And I don't know, I, I it was very humbling and eye-opening, the, the, the interviews that he went through to promote yeah. this film. So I was yeah. like, okay, all right, yeah, good. I, I'll see what he does next for sure. Yeah. Art art is hard. (laughs) Movies are hard to make. It was open. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, Let's see. What 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 did I see? We never talked about extraction on this podcast, huh? I I don't think we did. Oh, okay. Did you like extraction? Uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I didn't uh, didn't hate it. Um, It's like a solid like three stars for me. Um. 
the uh, Russos, I think, um, I guess they're kind of, uh, you know, using their position to make kind of movies like this, which is good. Don't think they're the best directors, but pretty good producers to give them that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I also liked Extraction. It's like, yeah, solid three stars for like, for like a direct-to-video action movie starring Chris Hemsworth with a little bit of like, um, I was surprised how how much of a supporting role the um, the Indian action star gets in the yeah. film. I, I don't know that actor's name, but I was actually really impressed by him because you know the material focuses on Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. so naturally you're like just out of the you know out of the loop. I didn't even know that was going to be part of the film. Yeah, uh, I liked him a lot, and I've been a a big Hemsworth fan. I think he's the number two Chris behind Chris Pine, honestly. Yeah, because uh, uh, Chris Chris Pine is probably the best Chris. Not like that uh, Chris Evans taking photos with uh, that uh, pirate senator who's uh, yeah. notoriously racist. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure Chris Evans is a lovely person in person. You know, sure he is. It's just I I think he's trying to be a little too crafty and stuff like that. You know, and like I yeah. I get making that mistake. I think mm-hmm. it's also time to like, hey, Keeps wake make, up, don't do that anymore. It. I'm gonna say Chris Pine is the Chris that Chris Evans thinks he is. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't want the yeah. Chris to go to war or anything. But Chris Pine is the. Oh, no, yeah, that's but that's the Chris that he uh, wants to be in County. <laughs> well, look. All I'm gonna say is that I think Pete Davidson should retract his apology from SNL and yeah, just keep making that. fun of that dude because that dude is clearly like a piece of shit senator. So yeah, he can go fuck guy. himself. We're not, we're not even gonna say his name. It's gonna call him Pirate Guy. Yeah, pirate. pirate guy. We probably should be more respectful of, of individuals, but fuck that guy. If you're a Republican, yeah. you can go fuck yourself. Sorry. Don't watch yeah, our no. show. We don't want you here. <laughs> or watch it, but don't don't comment. <laughs> but also fuck off. Yeah. Um, but anyways, extraction. Yes, I actually yeah. I like the action a lot in it. Uh very, very well directed action. Uh, I'd like to mm-hmm. see that director do something with maybe a, a more interesting like screenplay. Yeah, he had a lot of good uh winners. Kind of one shots, mm-hmm. um, one takes. Yeah, that so that was okay. no, that, that um, yeah, the car one was neat. I was gonna say it wasn't a direct to video sorry movie. It's an at home premiere. At home premiere, premiere. yeah. <laughs> the, I guess no, you're you're totally right. But the, the premise is very like trashy direct to video, like starring yeah. Scott Adkins and Michael Jai White, two great action stars but they are relegated to direct-to-video actioners. And yeah. that's unfortunate because I mean, they're very talented. I've worked on a movie that had Michael J. White that was direct-to-video, so pretty accurate mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Michael J. White fan. So that's, yeah. please, everyone, do not think of that as a criticism no, yeah. at all. He's in The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the Christopher Nolan film that is... <laughs> still, still totally not controversial nowadays. Yeah, film Twitter sure loves to to rag on Christopher Nolan. Not that he's perfect, but no, that's a, maybe that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, let's, let's, I'm gonna backpedal a little bit. Speaking mm-hmm. of Pete Davidson, did yeah. you watch The King of Staten Island? I did. I rented it for the nice old price of twenty dollars. Yeah. I totally get why these rentals cost that much. Yeah. Still a little steep, but I get it. I, I understand why it has to. You could split it with someone. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Not to do that. We're going to have to do that from now on. Sorry to yeah. studios. 
or something, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I think that Judd Apatow, when he teams up with very interesting cinematographers, his movies get exponentially better because even when they're shooting like basic coverage and stuff, like mm-hmm. if you have someone like, um, oh shoot, who shot this? Oh, it's going to kill me. He works with P.T. Anderson all the time. Robert Ellswit is the cinematographer. And okay. uh, he, he's shot like, uh, again, a bunch of BT, PTA stuff. And he, he's uh, also shot Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which, you mm-hmm. know, is the shit. And so yeah. he, he's, he's one of the best in the business. And something about the way that Judd Apatow edits his movies is always like, they're always way too long. But yes. I also kind of like of the course, free-flowing like. nature of them a little bit, you know? Like, he's trying to, like, very clearly create, like, an atmosphere. It's like, oh, it's, it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like real life. But mm. then they always end up ending like movies, except for, like, funny people, which is still my favorite, but it's also a little too long. Yeah, it's a little, a little too long. Yeah, little but, but, like, that, you know, like, Adam Sandler has, like, a great film performance, like, every decade. That's, like, the one for the mid to late 2000s after Punch Drunk Love. But uh, did you like yeah. The King of Staten Island? I did, yeah. I felt that it was uh, different than his usual fare. And uh, it really stood out. Um, I really enjoyed Pete Davidson. I don't, I don't get why that guy gets hated on. I, to, to, to go all film bro and like yeah. frat bro-y for a second, God forgive me, um, I think people, at least men, are a little upset that he keeps entangling with some of the more traditionally attractive women in the film industry. And I think the big question on everyone's mind is, how? I don't get it. I'm not sleeping with them, so I don't care. But like I don't I don't get it. But that that's not like I, I think that's a that's a, a thing that men have against him. Um yeah. I, I I had never really because I don't watch SNL anymore, obviously. No, it's I, so I've never been familiar with like his comedy or anything like that outside of that. I thought he was really good in this. I, I liked his yeah. dramatic stuff a lot in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I felt he was a really strong uh uh in the dramatic parts of the movie but you know he's just fucking funny I, I just always get a good laugh out of him yeah i mean okay yeah like i emphasize the dramatic stuff but i thought it was funny too yeah. and uh also especially the stuff with bill burr bill burr is <laughs> just like a, a comedic god nowadays yeah. like uh I, I don't watch the joe rogan show at all so definitely <laughs> don't take that away from this but like i saw the clip of him on joe rogan's show and like walk down the street with a mask on let's not start this job do you though let's not start this okay let's, let's start it. I, I don't want to start this bullshit i'm not going to sit here with no medical degree listening to you with no medical degree with an american flag behind you smoking a cigar <laughs> acting like we know what's yeah, up better really than the cdc in that moment yeah yeah i mean he's definitely a problematic fave you know because then sometimes he'll be like women are overrated and it's like dude what are you talking about yeah. but then he says very knowledgeable stuff like dude just listen to the CDC. We don't know what the fuck. We have no PhD like in medicine. Has, yeah. Just has like a 
degree in like broology. That's a, that's a perfect way of putting it. Bill yeah. Burr has a PhD in, in broology. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I keep, would genuinely. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I keep hearing all those guys say it's uh, all the broology doctors say it's okay to go to Vegas, and I keep seeing people going to fucking Vegas in the middle of uh, yeah, yeah, health it's, crisis. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe don't don't go to maybe Vegas in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. and especially if you're uh, actually no, don't go to Vegas at all right now. Like, what are you what are you thinking? But no, I, I would actually, I would be pretty happy with uh, Bill Burr and Pete Davidson getting like award recognition when the time yeah, whatever comes. Yeah, um, going to be, whatever that's going to be. But they already fucked it up because they're like, no, we're going to extend the deadline to like next April or Our, some stupid shit, which is like, like they could have made it so cool and fun and interesting, but no, whatever. Anyways, um, I, I, I like... They're, they are cowards, man. They, they really are. Uh, one of my big criticisms of the film, though, and this just mm -hmm. kind of like a whole thing with this actress, Marissa Tomei deserves way more than mom roles, and she yeah. keeps just getting lobbed right back into them. And okay. she's not even, she's not bad. It's Marissa Tomei. She's fucking fantastic. But, mm -hmm. like, I, I just really want to see filmmakers give her a shot at doing something else right now, because... Yeah. Once she came back into the spotlight with Aunt May, like that was, that was kind of it. Yeah, so. and then she's not really utilized too much as Aunt May. She doesn't really. Uh, I don't know. She kind of like weaves, kind of like weaves those movies and like comes back, at, like the end. You know, <laughs> that's so weird. Like at least in Homecoming, there's like moments where they they hint at yeah. something happening there, and then there's like just not nothing. Just like yeah. how hot she is, and it's like yeah, it's Mercer Tomei. We all know she's gorgeous, but like. She can also act, <laughs> like yeah. whatever. I'm, we shouldn't get into a whole thing there. No, whatever. Justice for Marissa Tomei. That's my that's my take. Um, yeah. What else have you seen recently, Gene? Um, there's a movie I, I thought um, kind of want to vouch for. Uh, I'd go with uh, Justice League Apocalypse War. That was uh, oh okay. Really enjoying that animated movie, which uh, you know some of their movies have been fairly not good. Um, the last couple of years, and then they started their own uh, animated universe. But this is like a end-all crossover for all their like characters in that universe, and I was uh, I was really enjoying it. Uh, I felt that it remind you know uh, does it it kind of goes off the source material and then does its own thing. And uh, I was uh, I was really uh, kind of impressed where it's like a kind of like a like a last uh, sort of a Justice League story with, uh, you know, with uh, like a depowered Superman and uh, the Suicide Squad helping them and just a ragtag group of heroes trying to fight Darkseid. Um, the voice cast is pretty good. Uh, Tony Todd's Darkseid. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he does a pretty good job because, um, yeah, the, uh, like the only other memorable Darkseid is probably like Michael Ironside. From the animated series, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, if they ever do Dark Side, whenever uh, they should probably have either of those two. Yeah, that that would be great. My my ideal casting for both Dark Side and Thanos before, like when like when the first Avengers teased it, I was like, this is who needs to play him was Ron Perlman. That didn't happen, yeah. um, but God, that voice, you know, it's just so good. But yeah. Tony Todd and Michael Ironside, like obviously those are, I I would. I would be happy with those two. Those are great choices. 
But uh, he's good as like Slade or uh, Deathstroke. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? Teen Titans. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. he could he could voice a good villain. But yeah, I thought um, the movie was uh, really enjoyable. It's very shocking and uh, how many people they kill off. But yeah, it had a lot of good stakes. And yeah, I would recommend that. Justice League Apocalypse War. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's a couple. There's like a trilogy of Netflix yeah. movies that I want to touch on really right, quick. We didn't. We we're gonna touch on that. Um, because yeah, I know okay. what movie you're talking about. Uh, wait. Oh no. What What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Five Bloods. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we can just list them off right now. We'll hop around with them. Yeah. Uh, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods, Eurovision, The Story of Fire Saga, and The Old Guard. Gina Gina, Prince of Bythewood's new action film. So I guess let's just do it chronological order. Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Not controversial to say this is probably <laughs> going to get the gold next year. Yeah. Um, so. And for, for good reason. Delroy Lindo, he better get nominated for Best Actor at least, if not win it. Um, one of Spike Lee's best in, in two decades, like alongside 25th Hour uh, for me. And uh, every once in a while you hear like critics say like, this is the movie for our times or whatever. Very rarely does it actually feel like you're watching a movie and it feels like, oh, wow, like the perfect storm of like timing, lightning in a bottle filmmaking <laughs> and themes like all kind of come together. Um, yeah. And I, I think The Five Bloods is like really that, that film. Yeah, um, I, was, I was really impressed by it because I, I really enjoyed Black Klansman. That was one of, uh, I felt, his, one of his best films. And it really, uh, I don't know, yeah, it kind of felt like a new uh, sort of, uh, not new sort of style, but new sort of, like, stories he's telling. Because, um, yeah, they have a lot to say about uh, the political climate. And um, it, they're just, like, really, like, fun. Like, um, just seeing the characters, like, hang out and drink. Um, and uh, the uh, kind of, yeah, the, uh, the draw the uh tension in that movie like the scene with the the mine is uh yeah that's a really great sequence mm -hmm. and uh yeah it kind of reminded me of uh the treasure of the sierra madre too oh it's no just, it's totally his riff yeah. on that yeah it's like yeah the uh the character with the the mega hat just kind of seemed like it's like a cursed object the mm -hmm. fucking red hat just keeps uh you know keeps uh fucking him over yeah and uh I think it's the way he approaches that material. Cause Spike Lee said he, the original script for the five bloods was like very different just inherently because it wasn't about uh, black Americans in Vietnam. It was just a squad of white soldiers it sold on spec someone somewhere like a decade ago. Right. And then Spike Lee picked right. it up. He's like, let's kind of rework it from the ground up. And he's like, okay, all these black Americans, they know what it's like to suffer at the hands of America fighting off a, fighting in a war that, that's basically they're just fodder for right like it, it's it's such a tragic story but it's also a fun adventure movie and it's like it's really hard to kind of like coalesce into one story and not have it feel like tonally all over the place and yeah. so the way he brings it all together is like really touching and sad but like inspiring too like yeah there's a lot of progress that needs to be made but like look at like all the steps we, we've taken since then to get to where we are and like that's kind of inspiring too but also i i think the way he approaches the MAGA hat stuff is actually really don't don't twist my words like this anyone or don't snippet this out like I, I think touching hear me out 
because Delroy Lindo's character is such a broken man. Yeah. That I think this is not across the board for, for people that are Trump supporters. Some people are just genuinely awful people, Terrible, right? Like yeah. no coming back from that stuff, right? And you know, not not to spoil anything, but Del Orlando's character is pretty far down the rabbit hole in this film. Like he's yeah. Trump twenty twenty, right? <laughs> and yeah. so, um, but I think he understands that some of these people are just so like beaten down and broken that like that basically that that MAGA momentum it almost gives them just like a, a new lease on life, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes them feel like they can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and, and make themselves better from a situation that's basically taken power out of their control. And so I don't, I, I thought that was very smart and clever and the way the film handles that and wraps that story up in particular felt very appropriate. And I, I really don't want to spoil it for people because it is a terrific right. film. It's my favorite of the year for sure. Um, but that, that was the thread of the film that I was like, oh, wow, like there's a lot of thought put into the politics of this film. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a Spike Lee movie, of course it fucking does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's also just a great like uh, uh, war adventure film, which uh, is, is weird to say, I know, because it, it's, its take on war is obviously that it was very bad because war is bad. There's no good yeah. to come from war, Apparently, you know, yeah. but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a terrific film. Uh, and I don't know if you saw Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Okay. Um, your mileage may vary depending on how much you're into Will Ferrell stuff. It is mm. not as good as something like Step Brothers or The Other Guys or Anchorman, right? <laughs> um, yeah, he's kind of been hit or miss lately, Will Ferrell. But I would say this is a big hit. I, I loved it. I did not okay. expect to love it. I was just like, yeah, I like Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams has just become like a comedy legend, like secretly this whole time. Cause mm-hmm. she is incredible in this. Like, wow. Um, but I loved it. It's, you, you know how it's going to play out from like the get go, but I, it was so touching and sweet and sincere. And <laughs> um, I might have been choked <laughs> up randomly a couple of yeah. times with no additional substances to get me to that point. But um, it's ridiculous and weird. It's, it's a Will Ferrell movie. You know what you're going to get into, but like, I don't know. It was, it was so sincere. And maybe it's just like the hellscape we live in that's gotten me to this point um, that I just embraced it with open arms. Now it's like, I Yeah, any, I any new movie at this point, it's like, oh, I'm watching The, uh, the Lovebirds. I'm like, oh, just glad to be seeing a, a new movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, I think we, we, you brought up the Love Birds before, but if you want to talk about it a little more right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I found that pretty funny. It was like, you know, a good stoner sort of comedy, if you partake in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there were some like pretty good gags. Uh, I love Kamal. Uh, uh, you know, I love all his work. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I loved uh, Stuber last year. It was just sort of uh, just really, really subversive. And uh, yeah, just a fun, funny movie. I, I don't know. I can't really say too much. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it. it's just like, sometimes there's not much to say about a movie like that, you know? And like, yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I agree with everything you're saying about the Lovebirds. Like it's, yeah. it's not, not the best, but like, whatever. I liked it. 
that's that's sometimes that's all you need you know yeah I, I and uh, so. i think eurovision is kind of similar except mm-hmm. i liked eurovision a lot <laughs> and if it if i had a top 10 this year so far probably on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not as good as defy of bloods and i honestly w- wouldn't say it's 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 not as good as uh the old guard did you watch the old guard gene uh yeah i haven't got a chance to check it out. okay okay so, then something I'll just, about I'll just netflix. Talk. something about uh the netflix uh films like i'll get around to it eventually it's not like uh artemis foul will never i'll never see it again never you don't it. need to yeah <laughs> no one sorry kenneth brana i still love thor and murder on the orient express and all your shakespeare yeah. shit but uh, wow <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, i'll yeah. just i'll just talk about the old guard briefly and yeah. a little bit of the the director's work because i actually really really like her she did uh love and basketball um Aquila and the bee i think okay. did, I, did i hook that up uh it's a that's a cute little family uh drama Unless I'm thinking of a different film, and in which case I don't, I don't know. And uh, she did Beyond the Lights. Um, okay. Oh no, she did The Secret Life of Bees. Excuse me. It's probably her weakest film apart from The Old Guard, but still like solid. Uh, but Love and Basketball and Beyond the Lights are really great films mm-hmm. that are very like romantic, and the way she crafts character relationships is like very. It feels very casual. You know, like we're kind of, we kind of brought up the Judd Apatow thing earlier where he's trying to make it feel like real life with stuff that goes on a little bit too long, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know who her, her editor is, but whenever she works with them, like they know exactly when to take you in and take you back out with like the, the character dynamic stuff. Um, yeah. So her, her Beyond the Lights and Love and Basketball are her best films. I'd recommend them to everyone. The Old Guard, I would actually recommend too. It's, it's a solid start to a very obvious attempt at building another netflix franchise um i liked it more than extraction and yeah. I, I i forget who wrote the review but someone's pull quote was like it's like an x-men movie where every character was wolverine <laughs> and at first i was like that sounds awful because i, I yeah. love wolverine and i love x-men right but like who wants that and the whole thing mm-hmm. about the old guard is that i didn't know this okay so i like that's on me but the whole thing with the old guard um, the premise is that it's a group of mercenaries trying to make the world a better place who live forever, basically, right? But not always. Sometimes eventually their life just runs out. It does, there's no way to foretell that. It just sometimes their time is up. And it's, it's maybe doesn't focus as much on that as I would have liked it to. But I think Gina Prince Bythewood focuses on it like in a way that's more um it's better than your average superhero fair because i think this is kind of a superhero movie uh, yeah well it's, it's based on a comic book oh, oh there you go okay yeah. see i i totally forgotten that um who who's the greg rucka right yeah yeah okay yeah see i, I remember now um <laughs> but no it's it, it's solid it is it's worth checking out on Netflix. I would recommend every movie I, I talked about on Netflix today, yeah. which is not something I would have said like a year ago. So yeah, I mean, but I know twenty twenty you won. Like, you would recommend like Six Underground. <laughs> yeah, but that was oh my god, that was a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'd recommend it for the Bayhem fans. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it to a normal sane oh, person. Yeah. And then, 
yeah, that your mileage may vary on that. I think most people would actually like the old guard. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Kiki Lane from um, uh, Beale Street. Yeah, uh, that was a great, Beale great Street, movie. Yeah. Great, awesome. great movie. Great actress, and she's really good in this too. So, thumbs up on that. Woo. Any other movies you want to you want to highlight, Gene? Because I think we have to start wrapping up soon. Um, am I wrong? Just, yeah, yeah, we're kind of uh, getting getting up there in time uh, in terms mm-hmm. of our at home uh, premieres. Um, I really enjoyed uh, uh, Superman Red Sun, another DC movie there. Um, it was uh, it's one, another one of those Mark Millar stories where people are like, oh, this is a good idea, but he's a, ter- he's a terrible writer. <laughs> um, and they uh, reinvent the wheel there, just, you know, making it a lot better. Um, Palm Springs, I felt was pretty good. Oh, I want to see that. I haven't checked yeah, that out uh, yet. I really, really enjoyed it. Andy Sandberg, great. Um, I wouldn't recommend Irresistible because uh, spent twenty dollars for that fucking twist ending and just like I was like that scene in a uh, Silver Linings Playbook where he finishes the end of War and Peace or whatever and just oh. fucking throws it out. <laughs> throws it out. Which window. one's Irresistible though? I because I, uh, when you said John, Irresistible, I was like yeah. Gaspar Noé. No, it was the John Stewart movie, which is. His first movie, Rosewater, was actually really enjoyable, but yeah, this one. Oh, I forgot he did a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one was just really like, yeah, politics sucked, but it's like, it doesn't really say anything more than that. Mm. And see, like, I have heard that unanimously. I've not heard a single positive thing about that movie. No. And everyone said that, like, yeah, we also agree politics suck, but like, you can't just say that now. You know, you have yeah. to have a point. So. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, well, you know, shit, shit happens. Um, we, we wanted to spend a little more time talking about uh, uh, at-home movie premieres and how to make it feel like your little home theater, even if you don't have, like, the best sound system or TV set up. Uh, do we have time to do that, Gene? Or um, Yeah. Okay, yeah, we could, just, yeah. we could just do this really quickly then. Um, so for at-home stuff, it's obviously very different than a movie theater. But if you want to spice up your, your living room or your bedroom, your home office or whatever, Gene, what kind of movie snacks do you like to snack on at home? Um, I really enjoy s'mores. Got into making that recently. Nice. Um, usually do it over my oven. You know, I can't create a bonfire. But yeah, the uh, yeah the uh, the graham crackers. Try to you know kind of put that in the toaster oven, and the chocolate, which is Hershey's. You shouldn't have anything else besides Hershey's. And just let it go for like maybe five, ten minutes and the graham cracker gets a little toasted and it all melts and you could do multiple ones at a time. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm a popcorn lover by by trade and and talent, I guess. Um, But I'm trying to eat a little healthier right now, so I don't have it with butter anymore. So what I do have is uh, popcorn with a little bit of olive oil. Okay. Lemon juice, oh. a little bit of hot sauce. Your your preference if you like hot sauce. If you don't like hot sauce, ignore <laughs> this, right? Um, yeah. But also also jalapenos, right? Chop them up, toss them in there, whatever. And um, and yeah, that that's my that's my little go to one. Uh, but I also like, uh, I mean, I also like chocolate. I just said I like to try to eat a little healthy right now. But um, yeah, I like Kit Kat bars, so I, I would snack on those for likes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 
break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar and then watch Charlize Theron roundhouse kick a man in the face <laughs> in the old guard. That's my recommendation. Yeah. Uh, also, just, just a fun little thing. I, I, I used to do this when I was younger. I don't do this really anymore, but I might start doing it now because time has no meaning and my brain is broken because of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, when YouTube first started becoming a thing and movie trailers would go out in there, I would watch movie trailers and then go watch a movie right like in in the comfort of my own home just see like what's coming out okay and then watch like pirates of the caribbean 3 because one i think that movie still kicks ass and two it's close enough to the movie experience i was like all right i can't afford to go out but (laughs) here here you go i'm watching trailers for iron man oh that'll suck no one's gonna remember that that dark knight (laughs) i hope that's good and now i'm going to watch my dvd copy of pirates of the caribbean 3 and so, I don't know, maybe I'll start doing that now. Although there yeah. are no more new movie trailers, really. So yeah, uh, I guess I'll just watch old movie trailers. And yeah. maybe we should start doing like a, a movie club, Gene. What do you think? Yeah. Like th- this is completely that. candid on the air. We have not discussed this at all. No, no, we haven't. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'll cut it if you're not into it. But like maybe we could start no, doing it, that. Yeah, yeah. We should, that's, that sounds pretty fun. I'm just glad to be talking to people yeah 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 no no for sure for sure yeah it's like book club except no one likes to read readings for losers i'm just kidding i've also been reading that uh tarkovsky book again and also making movies by Sidney lumet which is very good i recommend that gene i think you'll love it i already already read it okay well fuck it's okay well then fine sorry i'm behind the times barely learned how to read last year <laughs> uh I think I think that's it. I think I said I was gonna go on a rant for some video game, but maybe that could be safe for another time. Yeah, another time. I don't know. I don't know. Kurosawa made movies in color. That's my point. There you go. That's that's what he got. I'll uh I'll tweet about it some more or something. Or maybe I'll make a post on the Patreon where you can find us yeah. and um, early access to a bunch of other things on on the, the podcast and videos and other posts for fun and and all that jazz yeah and i think on that note it is time to wrap up the show so gene thank you again for for hanging out with me and talking all these movies with me even though you didn't see the old guard or eurovision i'll I'll see it eventually (laughs) i i I think you'd like them oh and you haven't started avatar the last airbender didn't you know legend of core is coming out yeah Gene. No, 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 it's not the same. Just, just watch the show, Gene. You'll feel so much better. Yeah, I don't know. I, when I get around to it, I, I'm gonna go to your house and murder you. But before <laughs> I do that, where can the people find you, Gene? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And you can find me at Twitter at the David Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. Again, don't forget the Patreon. And uh, you can also recommend movies for us to watch there. We have a little yeah. bit of a backlog, but we're get, we're actually doing them yeah. now. So like, keep keep recommending them. We'll keep doing them. And uh, and yeah. if you just want to to see what else is going on there, we're, we'll be posting more more stuff. The remaining episodes of Happy Emblem Season One will be available on your Patreon, like by the time this goes live. 
and then the announcement for the next retrospective will be announced the week this is released or the week after but yeah. basically the beginning of august so thanks for Keep listening thanks for watching we've been professionally unprofessional <laughs>